So we continue on this um, teaching. Jesus is reminding us in the, the liturgy of the Holy Spirit, reminding us that in Lent you focus on prayer, fasting, almsgiving, giving of yourself. And we touch, we're touching more on prayer and prayer and prayer. Although this passage too ends with a little, insofar as you pray, also how you live, right? We talked about this a few days ago. And you have the golden rule. Whatever you do to your brothers and sisters, rather, what, what would you do unto others that you would have them do unto you? So just a reminder, like our prayer and our life have to overlap. You can't pray one way and then be a hypocrite in the way you live the rest of the way. But let's talk about prayer because this is definitely delving into a hot topic of like, I don't know, Jesus tells me to ask and I will receive. And yet, don't raise your hand, but I think a lot of us have memories of times we asked and it seemed like we didn't receive. I didn't get the A on my test that I didn't study for, even though I asked for the A on my test that I didn't study for. I didn't get the miracle I prayed for in more serious things. And I've always kind of appreciated the struggle, like when Jesus says, which one of you would hand your son a stone when he asks for a loaf of bread? How much more the Father will give you good things? If you know how to give your kids good things, how much more your Father in heaven, who is perfect, always gives good things. And I'm, sometimes we're looking at what God gives us after we pray, and we're like, this sure looks like a stone. This sure looks like a snake, a serpent. I'm not sure how I'm supposed to translate this any other way, but I, I guess I trust in you, Lord. And I think that's where our Lord's inviting us. Um, it's important to remember all of Jesus' teachings are applied not in the abstract way, it would be an overly simplistic answer. How come God doesn't answer? Well, no, God always gives you the good things that we need, but rather in a lot of Jesus Christ. And you have Jesus Christ, Son of God Himself, that in one moment, at the moment of the raising of Lazarus, he can say, Father, I know that you always hear me. I know that you always hear me. And then you can hear the same Son of God say, My God, why have you abandoned me? We need to realize, like our Lord is showing us that life is, there's lots of layers to living out the life of Christ. Lots of layers of the Christian life of living in imitation of him and, and following the ways of the Lord. It's not this simple black and white. Life is complicated, but there's a lot more going on. Jesus teaches us that when we pray, yes, ask, by all means, ask, seek, knock. But how do you finish that petition? Not my will, but your will be done. Thy kingdom come, Lord. Thy will be done. Jesus shows us from his own heartfelt prayer that you always pray with that in mind. Not my kingdom come, Jesus. My Jesus, I want my kingdom, not yours. No, your kingdom come. And I trust that your kingdom has all the goodness that I could want. Like we said the other day, at least give me this daily bread. Give me what I need. And the, extras wants, the extra wants that I put before you, well, I, I trust in you. If you've been following The Chosen, season three really was hitting on this topic of how come Jesus doesn't do miracles for everybody? How come he only does miracles for some? How come he doesn't seem to answer the needs that some people put before him, even those he loves more, or would have closer to him, you could say? And yet for total strangers, he seems to answer their prayers. It's a beautiful several episodes that seem to touch on that. And as we're talking about across the way, in the sessions of, of Lent with Miss Tony, even death, when God allows death, is that the worst thing ever? Is that like a total abandoning and leaving me helpless without answering my prayer? Or is even death in this fallen state of creation now a gift? 
And how do you understand that? The devil tries to teach us like he did from the beginning. No, God, God doesn't, like Adam and Eve, right? God doesn't, you won't die. God is, he's hiding something from you. Take the apple yourself. God's hiding something from you. God's not your father. You can't trust him. Remember that time you prayed and it didn't turn out your way? So don't bother praying. Because God's not going to take care of you. You've got to take care of you. It's the perennial temptation. I'll leave off on this because sometimes I think the devil, when we try to pray, especially about things that mean a lot to us, and we struggle to pray because he's like, well, I know God doesn't always give what I, what I want, so I'm not sure I should pray about this. We start imagining our worst-case scenarios. Well, if I pray and it doesn't turn out okay, like, I don't know. And the devil plays on those worst-case scenarios. But I'd like to encourage us, like, in, in looking at the life of Jesus and the death of Jesus and the victory of Jesus, give God your worst-case scenarios. Just let them play out a little bit. And then say, Lord, even if this were to happen, even if I were to stay in this sickness that you're not curing me from, or even if I were to lose the loved one that I don't want to lose, even then, Lord, I would trust in you. And in doing that, you're giving our Lord your worst case scenario and you're taking it away from the enemy who otherwise would play with it in your mind and lead you to distrust and not to pray. Our Lord says, no, pray by all means. Ask, seek, knock. But remember to do it like I do it, like I've taught you to do it in action. Father, not my will, but your will be done. Your kingdom come and I trust and all that comes with your kingdom, with your will. Because God doesn't give snakes. And I get to keep telling myself when I see things in front of me that don't look okay, God doesn't give snakes. Amen? Amen. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, pray for us.